Every time bus, we come into a stadium, bus. it's only gonna be us. Y'all need to know that. We coming here to fight every week. Let's go, boss. I got that. They shot me in Denver. You who knows? We're back in Taco Tuesday edition of the program, Western Conference Finals pre-show. Thanks for being with us. Lots to talk about. Got the uh, Avs and the Oil tonight. Tonight. And I think the Avs take care of business. Haven't really thrown any predictions out there. We're just getting ourselves, uh, you know, to know these Edmonton Oilers just a little bit. Took them seven games to get through the Kings, Jake. Okay? Take care of business against Calgary. I think we're a hot hand a little bit after uh, surviving the Kings. Um, Beating a Calgary team that a lot of people thought was the one team that could could give the Avalanche trouble in the West. Um, Beat them handily. So, you know, they're capable. We know they're capable. But I don't know if they can go through two teams like Calgary and like Colorado. I would say not. Right? Yeah, I mean, they've had a, a nice run. And like you said, took them seven games to beat the Kings, which, you know, surprisingly uh, to me, you know, I thought the Oilers would have got that done a little bit sooner. Uh, Calgary, they... Uh, I think they took Edmonton a little bit lightly, and Edmonton that that series was back and forth and very high scoring. I don't think um, it's going to be as high of scoring against the Avs. I think Darcy Kemper is going to play a lot better, and he's going to keep it to a you know three goal minimum at most. And I think that the Avs should take care of business. Um, as we're getting to know some of these guys, some of their best guys. Your name, other than Connor McDavid, what's that one guy's name? Dry Ride? Dry Sidle. Dry Sidle. And then they got Hyman. Evander Kane. They got, you know, uh, Kane. But Hyman. You know? Had to look it up. When I did, it turns out it's a fold of mucous membrane partly closed the orifice of the vagina. It's a Hyman. Wrong Hyman. Are you sure? Yeah. Any relation? No, no relation. I mean, no, no relation. <sighs> Damn. See, I'm already thrown off by this team. Connor McDavid's a great player. Get the dry ride guy. Get the vagina guy. And you got a Vander Kane, the guy who doesn't want to pay child support or whatever. Mike Smith's not a bad goalie. Mm-hmm. Okay. <gasps> Tyson Berry, an old friend. Oh, I didn't know that. Wow. This is the Avalanche Redemption beat the old Avs tour. Right? Right. They already beat O'Reilly. Got Duchesne, got Rhino, and now we're going to beat Tyson Berry. No problem with Tyson Berry, do we? Do we have a problem with Tyson Berry? Tell me right now. I don't have a problem with him. Okay. He was okay defenseman around here, wasn't he? He wasn't bad. We moved on, though. Yeah. We upgraded. Definitely upgraded. Damn, they got Duncan Keith, too, this old cat, old head. This team's not all that. This team's not all that. Connor McDavid's a freak. 44 goals, 80 assists on the season. Um, Game-winning goals, nine. Is that right? Hmm. 
interesting. Better keep note of that. Ryan Nugent Hopkins they have? No. Are you worried now? Um, no, because he ain't even a has-been. He's, He's a, a never, never was. was. And he was the first overall in 2011 when they're going through first-round picks. But he, listen, Connor McDavid was the first overall pick in whatever it was, 16-17, because Ryan Nugent Hopkins was the number one overall pick in 2011 for Edmonton. Does that make sense? You know what right. I'm saying? Gotcha. I mean, I'm not, I don't, you know, he on the season had 50 points, 11 goals, and 40 assists. He's a playmaker. You know, 40 assists ain't nothing to put your nose up at. But Yamamoto? Damn. Not Yamamoto. Kyler Yamamoto. I can't tell if you're being sarcastic or not. I know. That's the best part of it. Damn, no way. Yamamoto? Got to go to down to uh, Coyote Motorsports. Check out that new uh, Yamamoto. Yamaha. Yeah, the new Yamamoto they got. Here's what's funny: they have these new motos. It's a bike. It's like a Japanese bike, and they're badass, brand new bikes, and they're really affordable. And then Yamahas—they're like one of the biggest Yamaha dealers in the whole game. Coyote, right? When you put together a moto so. and Yamaha, you get Kyler Yamamoto. It's a good player. Let's go out to the hotline get our guy, singer-songwriter. It's Chuck Nasty. Hey, Chuck. Hi, Danny. What's up? Hey, Danny, I heard you last week. You said, we got the greatest callers in the history of sports talk radio. Yeah. And then there's Chuck. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, listen, you're the leader, Chuck. You're the team captain. Uh, Will, what is, I was honored. What does Irv say? He says he only kids the one he loves. You know I love you. are like the right. uncle I never had. Right. I, I was flattered. Thanks, buddy. Hey, uh, Edmonton is a good team, but not to worry. But they did win the Stanley Cup after Gretzky left. Oh, did they? What year was that? They've won one. Oh, with the rest of those guys? Yeah. Yeah. Like 90, Bossy. 91. Bossy, like Messier, yeah. Paul Coffey. <laughs> right. That's a good team, too. Take there. that for data. Yeah. Hockey Danny. But they haven't won one since then. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but this Connor McDavid is good. They got a good team. But what's going to help us is we have more depth. They don't have the depth we have. No, who does? They can only roll two, three lines. We can roll, I don't know, we could come up with five or six lines. Oh, we're we deep. To, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I, I really like, but like you said, probably six games because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they come. And, and they have all of Canada's on their side now. It's like not like America where some team somebody's going for the oh, Rangers. Perfect. Hey, luckily uh, Canada doesn't really matter. Oh, you know okay. what I mean? So that's yeah. just it's no big deal. Okay. <laughs> I, I I thought it mattered, but I was wrong. No. But we're gonna just take care of business. But here's the part I wanted to talk about. I think the Rangers will beat Tampa Bay because Tampa Bay is kind of, I remember, I don't know, 20 years ago, Detroit was going up for a third in a row. But you could tell they were just wore out. Mm-hmm. It's when you win a Stanley Cup, you have to play an extra, like, extra 30 games 
So in two years, you played an extra 60 games. That's close to a whole extra season. So, I mean, they're getting tired, Tampa Bay. And that's weird. They, how can they have a hockey team? I know. They don't have any ice there. I'm a little bit worried about that Hyman, though. What do you think uh, about the Hyman? Well, uh, and I don't mean the stretchy collar or tissue at the entrance of your vagina. I mean the player. Oh, you scared me there for a second, Dad. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I would tell him, don't lose it too early. Yeah, he's you know? right. Don't lose it too early. He's right. He's right. But, uh, excuse me, the Oilers are going to be has-beens. They're done. We're going to take play the Rangers. That would be really fun. That would be sweet. I'd love that. Yeah, because yeah. everybody, everybody likes the Rangers. Uh, in the last 60 years, they've won one Stanley Cup. Ooh. So Perfect. Yeah, so it's like they're desperate. We're desperate. It'll be a very good series. But I think we'll take the Rangers. Could go seven, though. All right, Chuck, we got to go. That's great stuff from you today. Hey, man, I just wanted to join in. And if you've been gone for like a, it seemed like a month, but I, I'll be back. All right, buddy, later. Thanks, Gary. Bye. Hmm. Fergie? Harlow. And Fergie? She's back? She's yep. never coming back. Anyone seen or heard from Fergie in about a decade? She was running the game. And after that national anthem debacle. I could see the whole city from this balcony. <laughs> Back in 2019, All right, let's go to break. Come back. We'll keep our. I mean, like, you want to know how dominant the Avs are and what the difference is between these two teams? We'll tell you on the other side. We're having some fun here, but who and what the Avs are is very, very special and very, very unique. Talent oozing, bro. I mean, like, they got it. So we'll talk about it on. Yeah, the other side, it's my life sports. You could do it too. But I don't care. I broke my hand on the same one. You told me that if any joke, you think it's so easy. The weekend? On a weekday? Damn, Jay. Told you we'd talk a little bit more. I'd kind of try to explain to you why I think the Avs are not why I think why the Avs are just on a whole another level in the stratosphere of a team than a team like even Edmonton, who had a really good season and has some really good players. Maybe the best player in the world right now, Connor McDavid. I think it's Nathan McKinnon. I'll love you know, I'd fight a dude, for, you know, for that, unless the dude had cauliflower here. And if that was the case, I'd probably just apologize and kind of walk off. But the Avalanche. Have uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine guys who had at least 50 points this season. Okay. Are you with me? Yes. Had uh, four more guys, actually, five more guys who had tw- at least 25 points after that. And some of those guys are like Sam Gerard, who are good players, and, um, and uh, Eric Johnson, who's a former number one overall pick. Okay. And Comfer's on that kind of list, too, of the 30s. Okay, 33 points. So, I mean, that is just depth oozing 
Um, as a comparison, the Oilers have um, Connor McDavid had a season for the ages. Nathan McKinnon played in 65 games, missed about 17 games, okay? Ish. Um, had a 90 points on the season. Took him kind of out of the MVP discussion. But but uh, I think, again, I, I would say for my money, Nathan McKinnon is the best player in the world. Okay. Edmonton has four guys who had 50 points. Okay. And one of those guys was Ryan Nugent Hopkins, who had 39 assists, but only 11 goals. Okay. After that, they have three more 40-point guys and then three more 30-point guys. Okay. So that's nine guys who were talented and can produce. But you see the drop-off in talent from the Avs having nine guys who have 50 points. <laughs> I mean, that's wild. So, and I don't mean Minnesota wild. I just mean regular wild. So the Avs are just so much more talented and deeper. And if we're doing like I always kind of do this little game here, little comp. If we're lining it up like you're looking at, um, oh, I'm playing Jake of fantasy football this week. Let me go take a look at a preview Jake squad. And you go click and it has like a matchup, your team and their team. And like the quarterbacks are across from each other and they'll give like uh, their guy a check. And then the running backs, two running backs are next to each other or across from each other. You know, check, check. So while... Damn, you know, my, well, you might put a check in front of Connor McDavid over Nathan McKinnon. I, I mean, I wouldn't. But after that, damn, there might be six or seven checks in a row for the Avalanche or like five out of seven, six out of eight checks in a row for the next kind of most talented guys as opposed to Edmonton's most talented guys. It's like that. And that's it. So. That doesn't mean everything because their goaltender, Mike Smith, is that right? He could be the equalizer. Maybe he is one of the biggest reasons why they're here. And at this point, we just don't know Mike Smith because he's got the most common name in America. And it's just like we don't. Back in our days, it was like Brodeur and uh, Patty Waugh. You had... Uh, Vernon and Van Viesbrook and guys like that. It's like you felt like goaltenders were a little more popular or something than they are. Yeah, these days that is there. That is something to be said about that. Yeah. But this guy's old, Matt Smith. Old head. He's old. Well, I mean, not old like me. He's thirty nine. That's old like me. Yeah. Whoa. Thirty nine years old. Damn. He's been playing since 06. Oh my god. Started with Dallas. Tampa Bay, Phoenix, Arizona, Calgary, and now he's with Edmonton. Okay. It sounds like Edmonton just put a year together. I mean, again, this last last season where they only played whatever it was, how many games they played, 60 games, whatever. Edmonton was pretty good last season. But last season was so fluky, you know, kind of fluky in a lot of ways. The COVID stuff, NHL couldn't kind of get right their act together. They got players coming all over the world. Um, Canada was had a lot of restrictions, things like that. That America didn't. It's a weird year. Um, this year Edmonton puts the whole thing together, and that's their version of what this thing looks like. And that, in this off season, they might go beef up. They might go out of 
player or two to try to maybe become the caliber of team that the Avs are. So I'm pumping the ads, you know, you know the Avs nads up pretty hard here. And they got to go take care of business. It happens game one. It happens in game one. They got a little bit more rest, a little bit more video they've been able to break, some little tendency stuff that, you know, Edmonton was just, you know worried about Calgary. They can be going coaching the guys up on the Avs when they're trying to worry about coaching the guys up on Calgary. So that little bit of extra prep time that the Avs have, even if it's just a couple of days, is all the difference in the world when it goes to, you know, comes to game one. And the Avs can go, for one, the Avs letting that big lead go. I hope there's a weird taste in their mouth or something that they know they did or, you know, to and it could have done to prevent that. Stylistically, uh, matchups wise, what guys are putting on those lines to try to just get to the end of the game. Um, there is something to be learned from that kind of stuff. So, you know, uh, self-control, all the things we took from that blue series. Um, geez, man, the maturity, a lot of maturity stuff. Okay. That was, uh, I think one of the biggest problems that the, uh, this goes to big cheer. Patrick Wild leading the team. Are you kidding me? Dutchy? Hold on. I mean to set up Dutchy with the uh, down four zero Dutchy with the uh, goal. Uh, Big cheer? Big cheer. Are you kidding, Are you kidding me? me? What is that? What is that? And then he starts questioning, like, the heart. And, like, not necessarily the heart, but, like, the maturity. The maturity. And what happened? They kind of moved on. Maturity is not just the youth. Because they were young and from that point. They've been rebuilt kind of since that point. But it started with Duchesne. It wasn't the kind of leader, obviously, and good enough to, you know, to be the kind of guy to get a team to this point. So Landis Scott, I love that because he's like the foundation, okay? Uh, drafted really, really high in a year where there wasn't a bunch of Austin Matthews and Connor McDavid's and Nate McKinnon's. But what did you get? Well, you still got the youngest, at least he was. I don't mind have changed with some young guys, you know, in the last couple, 10 years. One of the youngest captains ever in the history of the National Hockey League. Melrose. And uh, so, yeah, I lost my train of thought there, but um, yeah, so there. Yeah, I think Chuck Nasty said it pretty well. The, uh, the Edmonton Oilers have they're very top heavy. You know, they they have some good stars, but the depth is really lacking. And the Avs have both. They have I big think, name stars and solid depth. I think Kale McCarr shows himself as one of the best hockey players on planet Earth in this series. Because they're gonna, not going to let two guys beat them like that. And I would say uh, Connor McDavid's worth a game. He's worth a game alone. He wins them a game alone, okay? And then, you know, the grit and heart and what they've kind of shown uh, as a team to get to this point might be good enough for one little scrappy, gritty, gutty win. Bunch of young guys don't know any better. They go get five or six goals. You know, some kind of six to four game that they uh, lead early in the abs playing chase. Okay. That's two wins. I don't see them winning three or four games against these Colorado Avalanche. And that's it. Yeah, that's what I think. But again, what do I know? You know? You're just a guy with the microphone. I'm just a regular guy with the microphone and an abs jersey on. You know, <gasps> oh, yeah. Uh oh, 
What is it, Jake? Oh, it's just some more uh, Dua Lipa. What? New or old? This is new. Damn. I'll never forgive my wife for not letting us go see Dua Lipa. It was Megan the Stallion that ruined it for us. Meg the Stallion's in this song. Uh-oh. Way to go, Megan the Stallion. Uh-oh. Booty like a pillow, he can use it while he's sleeping? Damn, Jake. They don't make him like this anymore. Oh, this is new? Woo. I like making the stallion better than Cardi B, personally. Me too. Yeah. Uh-oh. Dad, what does that mean? Um, better ask your mom. Dad, what does making the stallion mean by that? Alright, Danny Williams and Jake Meyer at Smiley Sports. Sometimes, Jake, you have to slow it down and smooth it out. And what? Keep, Keep it, fresh it fresh and sexy, sexy for the ladies, of course. Bruno? It's the weekend. Ah, uh, I knew that. That's what I meant to say. We got uh, Nadal and Djokovic in the quarterfinals of the French Open at uh, 1245. You can get the greatest player in the history of one single tournament in sports history, Rafael Nadal, right now at uh, plus money. I mean, I put 25 on Nadal, no doubt about it. I'm seeing um, Nadal to win both the first set and the match at plus 400 as a boot with a $50 max. So 50 turns into 250. Uh, Fandle there. I mean, I love that. But you can get Nadal at plus 200 right now. I mean, like, he's been beaten twice ever in the history of this tournament. And I know Djokovic is one of the guys to do it, but um, isn't aren't they playing today? Today, tonight. Yeah, no, they're playing right now at twelve forty-five. What? Yes, Nadal's a huge favorite, or uh, Nadal's a huge underdog. I know this, it. I know it. But don't take the bait on Djokovic. I put a little taste on Nadal. You got a couple things going. First inning draws. You know what I'm going to do? Nadal plus two hundred. Okay. Watch this, Jake. Watch how good I am at stuff. Okay, I'm looking at the Twins, Tigers, Tigers playing gritty, gutty ball. I'm going to go with the first inning draw there. That's what I got as well. Okay. Um. Also, so already there, I'm at plus 457, and we're at 25 there is paying out, paying out 140 on just that draw and then the doll. So you might not like the doll stuff, but if you think we're going to, you know, have a chance to do something big here, big cheer. What do you think that, uh, can we add one more piece to this thing? What else can we add to this? Av is money line. Av's money line minus 194. Okay. Now our, ooh. Getting juicy. Yeah. Now our 25 is paying out over 200. For Nadal to win today, that's a 50-50 for me. The first inning draw, that's a gimme. And then the Avs win on the money line. That's something. That's something right there, right? I like it. I like that parlay. You know, I 
well, former tenor, uh, tennis great. You know that, right? Oh, of course. You've only said it uh, a million times. Well, when you're a city champion at one singles, you know, with the likes of white boys from east and south, well, you got kind of a big deal. You got to take care of your business. Oh, sorry, kid from TJ. I didn't mean Just that. that I'm a winner. I didn't mean to come back and beat you in glorious fashion. Sorry, player. On your own court. <laughs> I'll never forget it. Um, yeah, what do we think? So, uh, so you're saying since I'm saying you're it. a former tennis great, I should take your advice on Rafa here. Yes, that is what I'm saying. All right, I'll do it. Halo gave me something here. Uh, two or more hits to be recorded in the first inning. Minnesota and Detroit. I don't think so. Is that combined? Minus teams? 140. Yes, combined. Two or more hits? In the first inning. Two or more? Yeah. Ooh. I think one of the... I mean, one hit each team. That's no, no, no. We're going. We're betting this as one side gets cleaned out, like two strikeouts and a ground out, and then the other guy, you know, those guys might get one hit, and, uh, you know, strike out, pop out, ground out. That's what we're making our first bet. Yeah, I, I can see... You see what I'm saying? I can see either one happening, honestly. I could see the first inning draw still happening, and... Each team gets one hit in the in the first. He's showing me some numbers here on a couple of guys at the top of the order about success against each other on both sides. But only like two or three. Uh, yeah, that's a little bit of success, I guess. So outside of that first mm. game, I also have a, uh, a nice little four-leg parlay, all first inning draws. Oh, wow. What is this about? So I got the uh, Los Angeles Angels with Cindy. Of Anaheim? Yeah. Other of California now. Uh, with Syndergaard on the mound ta- uh, at the New York Yankees with Montgomery pitching. Uh, the White Sox with Giolito. I love Giolito. And Gossman for the Toronto Blue Jays. That one I'm a little worried about just because there's a lot of firepower on both those teams with their bats. So uh, it might it might not ha- happen on that one. That one might blow it. But that's the one with the uh, the lowest juice. It, they're at a minus 140 for that one. Mm-hmm. So the odds makers think it's going to happen, but I feel a little bit of pause there. Um, I also got the Padres with Blake Snell on the mound and the St. Louis Cardinals with uh, Wayne Wright. And then lastly, uh, the Marlins at the Colorado Rockies. Marquez is on the mound taking on uh, Cabrera. All right. Okie doke. It's a nice little four-leg parlay, first-inning draw. You've hit those before. I have. I've hit five-legger on that one. I get the NFL. Just the chick's a winner. I get the NFL. Okay. All right, uh, it's it's about time. Four. That I give you some... Give them some... Credit I on mean, the Boston on the Boston Celtics you. and the Golden State Warriors. Thank you. Uh, before the I've series, I've been waiting here. Before the series started on both the Eastern and the Western Conference Finals, you predicted Warriors Celtics in the finals. I did nail that. You did, and it took Boston seven games. It did. It wasn't easy. Being and cheesy. we were, <laughs> and we were all hyped there on Luca there for a minute. I was too, but I had to see through all of my emotion, the emotion that got the best of young Jake. Okay, but when you're an old head like I am, 
you'd learn things. And while I love Luca, I do, man. I know I hate her on Luca. I think he's great. Um, and I think um, you know, I, I fear that they put something together there that, you know, they're close because of how great he is. So uh, but Golden State's just way too deep. And I just think the kind of unique ability of Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, who would be, you know, a star in his own right on another team. They present a challenge for Golden State because they're just straight up a bill ability level, but let alone like the length and the positions that they play and you know, the level of which they play. They hit the glass. They do the dirty work. Jalen Brown's a very quietly kind of complete player, you know, and Jason Tatum. I don't know if he can be stopped. I mean, they did it for one game. He had one game that um, they kind of um, found a way to shut him down, did uh, the heat. But also, uh, you know, the, the the Warriors have a lot of different guys they can throw at these guys, but Clay can't defend like he once did. Uh, I don't know who's going to cover Jason Tatum. I'm just, well, you know, we will see about that. Clay. Oof. Maybe Wiggins. I'm, I'm thinking Andrew Wiggins. Okay, but then who's going to cover Jalen Brown? Clay. Okay, maybe. Who's going to stop Steph? Uh, Marcus, Marcus Smart, Smart, the defensive player of the year. Nobody can stop Steph. I don't know. Be real. I'm not saying stop, but Marcus Smart might be the one guy who can bother uh, Steph Curry and take him out for a couple of games, not let him you know be at his best for a couple of games. Um, yeah. So you know, again. As hard as, as hard as, you know, but they're going to have to work hard. Golden State's going to have to work harder, I think, defensively in this series. And it won't be as easy for them. So, you know, who are going to be, who's going to be like heroes? Jordan Poole will have to be a hero in this series. Uh, Looney, who's like a robot out there, is going to have to go have big games for them. And I don't know how I'm picking this. This one's easy. You think the Warriors roll? Warriors roll. Um, I'm. I wouldn't say it's easy because everybody's been underestimating Boston all the way through, thinking that this is kind of the same team that they've been over the last few years. And until they actually do it, there's people who are gonna just totally not give them their due or credit. I mean, give them some credit. Give them some credit. I mean, for real. Because you know, Golden State's perennial. Right. Yeah. You know, the Warriors have been there, done that. They've got plenty of championships to their name already. And with this same, you know, outfit, you know, Clay, Steph, Draymond, and they've only added talent. They've only gotten better, you know, minus KD, but you, you added depth. You got Jordan Poole. They have Wiggins, uh, plenty of, plenty of talent around them. Otto Porter Jr. You know, these, these guys, yeah, those guys are, you're right. Those guys will play for certain matchups and he, they, you know, Otto Porter didn't play a lot against like the Nuggets necessarily. And I don't remember playing a lot this last series, but he's like a good player and athlete and they will. They can use a player like that. They got that Moody kid. He's a rookie. Good player. He's decent. They're, he's a good player. Kaminga? Jonathan Kaminga's really good. Kaminga. They've got really good depth, and so do the Boston Celtics, but I think the Warriors edge them out just a little bit. The Warriors bit. are deeper, but I think there's more star power right now maybe in Boston. Mm. I think Jason Tatum's the best player in, the, in that series right now. I'll take Steph. Oh, okay. Then the next pick, I'll go with uh, Jalen Brown. So Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown? Yeah. The top two players in this series? No, no. We're having a draft right now. Oh, okay, okay. You got Jalen Brown. Okay. Yeah. I'll take Clay. Mm, perfect. 
I'll take Marcus Smart over Draymond. Give me Wiggins over Draymond. Give me Draymond. Give me uh, Grant Williams. Give me Looney. Now we crossed all the teams over. Yeah, teams. now it's our point was almost made pretty good for on both sides of like we kept the teams like that. It's it, I think it's more even than we think. I think there's a little bit more kind of top heavy star power with Boston right now because of how young and ripe Tatum and Jalen Brown are, and uh, but Golden State's you know Steph. Um, uh, real quick, I saw uh, uh, on first take. I don't know whose top 100 basketball players of all time list it was, but Kevin Durant was number 12, and Steph was 14. Okay. Clay, I'm, uh, I'm sorry. Steph was 14. KD was 12. Are you with me? Yeah. If Curry and the Warriors win this thing, does Steph not only jump KD, but does he jump into the top 10? Yes. All time. Yes, he does. I think so too. I mean, he's I, a transcendent type of player. He's changed the way basketball is played. I gotta say, if he's a star in these NBA Finals and is the NBA Finals MVP at this age, this might be for one the start of a second little mini destiny dynasty. Um, destiny dynasty. You're my destiny. Um, you're my density. Uh, so yeah, I, for one and two, I think we would start talking about Steph in the same talks as Bird, Magic. Yes, Bird and Magic. Okay. Because I think the Kobe and LeBron and kind of... So that's like top five. Michael, yes. It's like top, it's like top six or seven. Because it's kind of like, for me, Jordan. Then after that, like kind of like LeBron and Kobe somewhere. Then, you know, I might even include Magic and Bird in that category, to be honest with you. Yeah. I think uh, I probably I think should. that's your top five. Right I think there. I should. And then Steph would be knocking on that door if he can find another way to win one more of these things. But then you got to think about Wilt. And yeah, you got to put some old heads in there. You got to have some tribute to the old days. No, you do. You're right. It's tough. You know, it is putting tough. together your top 10 is, is nearly impossible. But Steph has definitely got to be somewhere in there if he wins another championship. That's. And the, the great part about this series is that both teams are kind of on the on different ends of the spectrum of basketball. You got the Celtics, who are totally. def- a primary, primarily defensive team, physicality. They're going to beat you up, and they're going to do anything it I takes to win. I got a comp, actually. You just made me think of something. I think they're, uh, the Celtics right now have a lot of bucks in them. A lot of kind of like a Giannis and Middleton. You're kind of thinking like, well, they just got starting five and really no depth. They're like a one-man show, Jason Tatum. That's true because you can't really stop him. And you thought that, I think a lot of people thought that the Suns were just too deep, had too much team for them. And what happened? The stars kind of rose to the top. And Giannis, after they're da- being you know down two games to zero in that series, took control of the series and ended up winning that series. So I think there's something to be said, tiny little bit of comp comp there on uh, Boston kind of being you know what the Bucks have become over the last three or four years. And that's happening right now for them. Oh. Save that for a promo. 303-831-1340, the hotline, as well as the text line. Let's go to break. Come back. One final segment. Ariana? Hold on. Camila Cabello? Let's rock! Woo! Yeah!
Smiley Sports. You ready, Jay? I'm ready. You ready? I'm ready, Slick. Are you? Girl, I must warn you. Final segment of the show, Taco Tuesday edition of the program. Hope you guys had a good, long, extended holiday weekend. Going to make this week a short one. Rocky's in town. Going to try to take maybe uh, Gianna tomorrow for a little one o'clock as uh, JJ and Olivia still have school the rest of this week. Um, yeah, Jake, what are you thinking? Garbage. Uh, you yeah. want to go Wednesday if I treat you? No. Um, I'm <laughs> still keeping the boycott going strong. What if I buy one of those new jerseys with the uh, green and the look like the license plate? Those are some ugly jerseys. Really? They're okay. No, they're not. They're cool. They remind me cool. of, uh, I don't know what they remind me of. The um, license plate? Kind of. Yeah. They remind me ugly. of. Um, Disgusting. A purple, like, remind me of a green version of the purple jerseys that they never really wear, where it's like um, the Rockies big, the the Rockies mountain logo, big on top of like a shirt jersey. It's pretty sick. It's sweet. Yeah, but this is ugly. Eh, I feel like they could have done a lot better. Really? With these city jerseys. I don't know. I kind of like one. You might be seeing me in one of those pretty quick here, Jake. And I'll be vomiting very shortly after I see you in that. Here's the thing. What if I make it look good? You make nothing. Uh, never mind. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, totally. You can totally uh, make it look good, right? How dare you? Okay. What else did you tell me? Something in my ear? Um, no. Okay. So what do we got for tonight then? Coming up tonight. There's not really a lot of action tonight. It's really just baseball right. and the Avs and um, Avs and Oilers tonight. That's really all the action there is. No NBA Finals until Thursday, mm-hmm. which a I long time. I don't understand. What are we it. waiting for? They should just get it started tomorrow. That's what I was thinking. Exactly what I was thinking, Jake. And then tennis. There's tennis action. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got Rafa Nadal and Djokovic, uh, number one player in the world, going here pretty quick at twelve uh, forty-five in the quarters of the French at Roland Garros. I think I'm gonna roll with Djokovic. How come? Because he's the best player in the world. This um, tournament they play on clay. What do you think about that? It's pretty badass. This guy's won 13 of these French Open titles. There's uh, Novak uh, has a French, uh, French, certainly the greatest <laughs> Frenchman of all time. Novak? No. Rafa. Rafa, 13. 13, 13, out, 13. Of, out of how many? Like 20? 13 of 20. So pretty much almost every year he plays in this tournament, he wins it. You know, most of the time when he plays in this tournament, he wins this tournament. Has Djokovic? Yeah, many, he's many, beat him in this tournament times before. Has he won the French. I'd say two. What do you think? Two. <laughs> yeah, he's got two open, two French That's Open titles. Exactly as I thought. Impressive. 
Thank you. It's almost like you're a former tennis great. Well, again, legend might be strong. Full hero. Full hero, I would say. His most recent French Open win came just last year in 2021. But that just tells me Rafa gets him in this one. I kind of like that Rafa win the first set and the match plus 400. 50 turns into 250. That's a nice bet, right? That's there. a nice bet, right? The value bet. And it's not like it's not impossible. No, and it's not like it's unlikely. Djokovic, I mean, um, Nadal's going to come out and win the first set, I think, even if he win- loses the match. Because, I mean, like, you come out there, you're slipping and sliding and all that kind of stuff. It take in like, Djokovic just jumps on you. Uh, I'm sorry, Nadal jumps on you right, right away, wins that first set. You know, Djokovic has to win, like, the next couple few. I think Nadal does it. All right, you've convinced me. I'm turned. Yes. Sweet. So, um. You're mine. Avs. Yeah. How many games? Who wins the series? <sighs> the Avalanche win this series in six games. Let's prepare ourselves for a couple losses so nobody melts down and loses their minds. Okay, right? Yeah. Uh, Again, I have to say in a lot of different ways, if you take a look at just the hockey aspect of it all, the Avs have dominated through two rounds. I would say it'll be a little bit harder. It gets a little bit harder and a little bit harder. And I do believe that the Blues are every bit as tough and as talented as Edmonton. I just think Edmonton has the best player in the world on their team right now. Avs win tonight, 4-2. to two. That's what it is. I say Avs win 5-4 to four tonight. It's Damn, a pretty high-scoring game. And then Overtime? I, no, okay. no overtime. And Avs in 7. In 7? Okay. Good stuff. We appreciate you guys who listened. We'll be back tomorrow. We appreciate you guys. We love you guys. Good night, Sheila. Good night. Good night. Thank you, Sheila. Bye, Terry. Bye, Sheila. I'll never forget tonight. Bye, Terry. All right, Alan, whatever. Go inside. Bye, Sheila. See you, see you, Terry. Bye, Sheila. I don't know if you heard me. Bye, Terry. Bye, Bye Sheila. Make them tuck they